0: Thank you. RPC Sermons Podcast. Today's episode is a special episode from our Facebook Live series entitled Closing the Distance. These are unscripted conversations with the pastors of RPC and various special guests reflecting on topics from our ongoing sermon series. If you're interested in learning more about this community of faith, visit roswellprez.org. All right, so here we are, closing the distance. Man, it's been, it's been a while. You know, I'm a little rusty, but this is an opportunity where we kind of talk together and unpack a little bit of the sermon. Um, Reverend Dan Christ, um, the mission pastor here, and we're interviewing Reverend Jeff Myers, and he he started off a sermon series yesterday, which I'm pretty excited about. All right? So yeah, you want yeah. what What's the sermon series title? And let's let's dig down a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the series title is Nutrition Facts. And uh, it's on the fruit of the spirit. And one of the things, I got some pushback initially, I think someone uh, gave me the criticism, it lacked uh, imagination. (laughs) And I said, why? She says, it just, it just doesn't, I don't get it. And And partially that's part of the point is, so you go, I don't get it, what is there to get? And that most of us, I think, if you ask most people who are familiar with the fruit of the spirit, they might say their love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, all this kind of stuff. And that basically we need to work really hard to be loving or joyful or peaceful. And the lack of joy and peace and love in our lives is just lack of effort. And we need to work really hard. And I'm like, that fundamentally misunderstands what fruit are, is that there are all these ingredients that go into a, a tree or a plant that lead to nutrition that come up. And eventually, cause fruit to bloom and to come uh, and to be fruitful. And so, my contention is what are these things in the spiritual life that Paul refers to that are the fruit of the Spirit? So, what is the Spirit of God in my life? What do I need to tap into? What do I need to realize more, know more, feel more, experience more deeply to lead to this flourishing of fruit? Or fruitfulness um, in these qualities that Paul
0: uh, covers. Right. That's a critical understanding. Because again, if you have the idea that this is something that I am generating in me, I need to be more loving, patient, kind, generous, all these kind of things, which is, again, I'm not saying you shouldn't make some kind of effort, but it is the fruit of the Spirit. So what they are it actually is Evidence of the spirit being alive and working within us. Right now, you missed this yesterday because you were—I was in the modern service, Mm -hmm. and right after you left, we have the children's message and. So, you know, children, there was a lot of them. There's 30 some kids, I think. Anyway, the uh, several of them had some very odd favorite fruits because I asked, you know, what's your favorite fruit? And potato was one. So that was that was interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> my favorite fruits a potato. Like, oh, good. Excellent. So uh, they obviously missed uh, that lesson in science class. <laughs> not not really not really certain the categorization you made it clear in the beginning so yesterday we start the fruit of the spirit and you talked about love but you made it very clear we list all these things that that list comes from galatians 5 right that list of love joy peace patience kindness we look at that as fruit plural but you were it's not fruits it's fruit. Can you kind of distinguish that for us? Like, why do you, Why did you say that? Why did you make that a point in your sermon yesterday?
1: Well, and here's, okay, so let me say this. Okay. And I, I read part of this passage yesterday. So Paul in Galatians, his letter to Galatians, says you need to love one another, that stuff. That's the, like, the end, love your neighbor as yourself is kind of the summation of the law. Okay. Then he goes, the works of the flesh are these. And he says, like, fornication, licentiousness, drunkenness, carousing and he comes with this great list and he goes and things like this <laughs> right. you know and you're kind of like wow okay <laughs> he's like and things like this you get it He's like, right. this isn't encapsulate all of what right book. i
0: ran out of room i got tired of writing it's, yeah, I want like,
1: things like this ellipsis. <laughs> and then he says you know the works of the spirit are this love joy peace patience kindness okay now i think there are many other um features of the work of, or fruit of the spirit other outside of those nine and we can find different lists throughout scripture and different virtues and so and i think one of the th- interesting things jonathan edwards probably the greatest american theologian um and the only american that probably even has a shot at making the top 10 theologians of all time in the history of christianity in his book religious affection says the thing about the fruits are it's the way you can tell that they're not counterfeit fruits and that they are um, that they're uh, they're authentic is that they come as a package that that really what we're trying to be is we're aspiring to holiness and God makes us holy and we're trying to live into that holiness. And so love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all these should all be a part of our lives. And there are other qualities, too, that Paul doesn't get into it just, and we'll and we'll get into kind of the different kinds of love or the different kinds of peace and impacts of peace we have. Um, so it's not an exhaustive list, but it, um, and so, but the unity of the Christian life and the unity of the spirit that brings in uh, integrating force into my whole personality and my whole self, um, that no matter if I'm in, if I'm up front in the church preaching or if I'm, you know, on the golf course or if i'm at home feeding uh my children or walk, doing bat- bedtime you know whatever it might be that i am that i'm experiencing the fruit of the spirit in those moments and it doesn't i don't like when i leave church and i don't go well spirit the the effects of the spirit are shut down in my life i don't need to be any loving peaceful patience you know no right. that's the spirit goes with me or actually i go in the spirit like right you said
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. So, when again, you think about uh, a healthy tree, you know, an apple tree or an orange tree or something. I can remember as a kid, I grew up in Southern California, right? So, we were surrounded by Redlands, California. So, back in the day, in the 40s and 50s, this was the orange capital of the world, this tiny little town. And so, when we got there and it was the 70s, you know, much of that was gone and there it was becoming Southern California that we all know and love with housing tracks and all that kind of stuff but there were still enough groves around and we had one of these original trees at the back of our house I remember these old guys from the church coming in and it was you know the first year it's like we got a fruit you know a little bit of fruit on it and these guys came in who had worked the groves you know they were retired guys but that's what they did for their lives and they came in and they they pruned this thing hard and they they gave it Good fertilizer and nutrients on because the next year, I mean, there were just hundreds and hundreds of oranges from this one tree <laughs> because it was cared for well, right? So there was evidence that this tree it had been less than healthy, and all of a sudden it was healthy. And so there was there was very good evidence. That was all that was done. The rest of it was just nature, you know, it was sun and rain and all those kind of things, but it but there was a healthiness that it lacked because it wasn't being looked after and so I think the same thing is true in us like we we have everyone has you know a modicum of love and joy and peace but we can see again when those things are when we're not healthy spiritually those things are not as evident and they're not growing they're not flourishing right Right. that is from my perspective anyway that's our perspective we finished the modern service with a song that uh, that Trenton said that, you know, basically saying, let me be, let your light be the one shining through me, right? right? It's not me going out and trying. I've got to do all these things and be this love and be this. It's a, it's me availing myself to the spirit of God to be healthy and a, and a vessel to to serve. And so that's Absolutely. what you're kind of getting at as we start this sermon series.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's funny how these uh, gr- and see you live in kind of a post agrarian agricultural society right like like most of my food like it was prepared long before it yeah, got to no the idea. apple no. I ate you know that was <laughs> that's it's been touched by many hands so wash yes. your fruits and vegetables people yes but uh, <laughs> for sure <laughs> but uh you know and so i think these images i think it's really helpful for us to kind of return and think about the ecological kind of metaphors that Paul is using and, and that the Bible is using because it really springs out of or grows out of these metaphors, pun intended, um, that we can uh that we can really learn from. But if we don't have a picture of how uh ecology and agriculture works, we're gonna miss out on um yeah so way. much
0: so much of the truths that are kind of in scripture are yeah like I said from an agrarian society they're metaphors that we kind of have an understanding of but we're so far removed from that now that it yeah. you know it's almost trite and kind of like, oh you know I get it through the spirit ha, ha, but no real understanding of of what that means the beauty of this one I think as as well as like again you you're you're preaching when you're talking to us about the fruit of the spirit, and like I said, then Trenton comes along and sings a song, Let Me Be a Vessel, but the fruit of the spirit is not only uh, an individual kind of experience, but it's also a collective experience, so so as a church, you know, is the fruit evident in RPC or in, in our congregation, right? There are definitely healthy congregations there are some unhealthy congregations where the fruit is not as evident so talk about being a congregation and how do we foster you know the spirit of God within us so that the fruit is flourishing
1: yeah so that's a, that's a great point and remember yesterday we looked kind of in general at the fruit of the spirit then we started off with that first one love and I kind of talked about looking at first Corinthians 13 kind of saying there's biblically there's like four features about love agape love um other other seeking love and the fourth feature i said was communal and that love is real agape love really requires to be in community um to think about we like what does it mean not just to be about my own self interest but the interest of others and the interest of us and um and so i think at at a place like rpc i think it's important to say okay what you know if your budget is your mission statement what what does your budget say where are you putting your money where your mouth is where at the time you, you're um you're spending and so i think and that and that could i think um play itself out in a lot of different areas but i mean it also i asked the question uh if you were to uh, you if the church was to go away would anyone notice All right would, would anyone care? <laughs> and I sure hope people would care if RPC didn't go away. But I think it's always a question of, of kind of reminding oneself that we are not just about ourselves, but we're about helping our mission partners, um, in both, you know, sending resources there, but learning from what they're learning. Like, right. we're, we're, you know, like I think about today, like so much we talk with our mission partners, affordable housing is a huge issue yeah. in our I mean, it's really across the country, but it's, you know, a place like North Metro Atlanta, and so, and I honestly probably maybe wouldn't have known about that unless many of our mission partners are saying, "Hey, there, we're, there's real, you know, housing insecurity in our area. What are we going to do about it?" Yeah. And sort of come alongside. Um, and so we're both hopefully serving, but we're also learning. And I I always like to frame that as we all have gifts to give and gifts to receive, and so in that gift exchange. What what are we giving and what are we receiving, and that we keep that up. It's not just a one way street either yeah, way,
0: for sure. Right? And, and and RPC has a know, has a very long history again of that exchange. And you know, but that again, that's not something we can't sit on our laurels and say, well, that's how we who we have been. That's like it's it's constant, like you know that the example of that tree in our backyard. You know that needed tending the next year and the next year and that kind of stuff. It's not just yes, we were the ones that kind of initiated. Children's Development Academy or NFCC and all that kind of stuff, you know, through Sy and others, and that's fantastic. But we're not finished, right? right. The the work carries on. We continue to to tend. I I'm excited about like what we started with this uh, new church community that's joining us. You know, we're very very generous with our space, even though you know they they needed to be here at our most our peak time, right, nine thirty during the day when the place is packed and we're like. Okay, we're gonna make this happen because they need a place and it's it'll be us being community for, for our wider community and and inviting people into our community. And so yeah, it's it's part of us kind of I guess living out, you know, right. the, the spirit of God within us and and demonstrating the fruit that yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and I think like, you know, and this started way of thinking hopefully started long before you or I were here, but like, you know. Our facilities, they're not ours. We just hold them right. in trust. They're tools to minister. And so the question is, is how can we be using what God has granted us and given us and entrusted to us to serve and help others? And I think, you know, you know, and also I'd like to say when we frame like getting uh, paying the electric bill or uh, getting a new chiller or doing like the capital improvements we need, that it's not just... To help ourselves, but it's okay. okay, This is going to help us do the ministry we're called to going forward. Because I think it's it's inherently human, maybe, to just get kind of you have just this natural like closing your eyes and getting introverted, or not introverted, but self-interested, and you forget. Okay, now it's time to open back up. (laughs) Open those eyes up. Yeah. So yeah. The, the,
0: the giving that we give to the church, you know, again, we think, oh, that's, you know, paying salaries and all kinds of stuff, but it's not. It's, I mean, our facility, these facilities are, they're, they're stretched to the limit. They're used all the time, you know, for obviously for programs that, you know, RPC is running, but mission partners all the time are using our facilities and there's people in and out of this, this place. Cause we do, the RPC is very generous with that and sees it as a gift, but that means then that, you know, we often have to ante up with extra maintenance and and all that kind of stuff, because we say we understand what we have here is a gift. And so that's part of us. Yeah. Nurturing that, that, that fruit, if you like, and just, yeah, Yeah, utilizing for others. All right. So we started this sermon series. I'm pretty excited about it. What's coming up? So uh, obviously the
1: first are love, then the next one's joy, peace, patience. So Lindsay Slocum is gonna be talking about joy. And I'm really interested to see, because I don't, I mean, you know, like I'm I'm not very prescriptive about what folks preach on or whatever, right? Like uh-huh. I, I look forward to learning and uh gleaning uh from what y'all have to say and what you've thought and prayed about. But I think in a in a society that is very focused in on happiness, on being entertained, I want to see what is. Is there a difference between being entertained and happiness and joy? And, yeah. and what does joy look like? And and I think is that the gospel working itself out in a community and in a life. How does it how does it flourish as joy? And how is that distinctive from these other things that I think, you know, <laughs> are different than going to the movies and having a great time, or or, right. you know, or playing basketball and having a great time, or going to the lake how is joy different? And I, yeah. that's one of the questions I'm always asking and trying to like, what is different about that than these other things on offer, which are not bad things necessarily, right. but are they different than joy?
0: Right. And I think you chose, thing, I think you, I don't again, I, I don't know what you did this intentionally, but I think Lindsay's a good person to unpack that. Yeah, I think so. I didn't, um,
1: we, she kind of lays out, well,
0: should I know you gave, come? I know I'm doing self control, which again, I I'm wondering a little bit about.
1: <laughs> and you're, yeah, you're closing it out. Uh, you're closing out the series. So uh, that'll be good. I'm excited
0: here. Yeah. I, obviously, it's going to be good. Well, again, we had kickoff yesterday. A lot of people in the church, plus La familiar here and all that kind of stuff. It's really exciting what's happening. We're excited about it. how long is the sermon series? It's nine weeks. Is that right? It's nine weeks. Yeah. So we've got, we're going to, and then after joy, we'll do, I'll do peace.
1: which I'm really excited about. Um, So I think, you know, when I think about, we live in an anxious age, Mm. um, I would really contrast anxiety, a certain kind of anxiety. I'm not, um, not like more existential anxiety than like um, emotional anxiety, but existential anxiety. What does it mean um, to find peace and, you know, jesus is referred to as the peace uh, or paul refers to the peace that passes all understanding what does that mean and how do we tap into it uh, i'm excited for my own life because i've never gotten to a place dan i don't know about you where i'm like oh i'm just so peaceful man i've got enough
0: i'm still waiting for that day
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i think that would be a fun one for us to explore and i think everybody can identify either for themselves or a loved one one of their friends um what it means
0: so you've let us off the hook a little bit yesterday in, you know, recognizing that these are the, this is the fruit of the spirit and we're opening ourselves to the, to the spirit of God. And this is the evidence of that. But what would you have us over the next eight weeks that are remaining? What would you have us as congregants and people that are that coming to worship and wanting to grow in this way, do or prepare, or how would you have us avail ourselves of this, the, the message the sermon series and what should we do in preparation to that so that we are open and understanding
1: yeah that's a great question i think you know i think i'm going to be be referring to the galatians passage where the list of the fruit of the spirit are uh, the features of the fruit of the spirit but um i'm going to have uh, a, ten, uh, a secondary scripture so yesterday was first corinthians 13. I think folks could read those passages, and they're kind of classic texts. They're like, if you're going to memorize parts of Scripture, these are some of the first passages you should probably memorize about peace, about joy. Um, and I think to ref- like meditate, reflect on those. And then I think to think about, like, what does it mean to love? Do I feel love? Do I feel loved? Do I feel like right. loving others? What does it look like? Think about my maybe take an inventory of of the day before and say, where did I where where did I love and where did I fail to love? And right. why did I fail? Right. Um, I think, I think honestly, do some self-therapy where you're just being self-reflected about your life. And I think when you go, ah oh, man, I did not treat my kid, I, I did not speak to my son with love yesterday when I was so frustrated and angry. I next time and then so then. You know, the next time I, I want to get angry, I'm like, nope, that's not the fruit of the spirit. That's right. That's the fruit of being, you know, angry. Uh, uh It's a work of the flesh, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think those things uh, that would be some helpful ways to maybe uh, reflect on uh, the fruit.
0: Nice. As you're saying that, I'm thinking it's, it's, it's an awareness examine for, you know, a, you know, yeah. during the day you go back and reflect on your day. And the reason you do that. Is so that the next day you're more alert to those things, and so and again, growing into the into the spirit, and and Absolutely. so that the fruit is more and more evidence. We're tending, if you like, the garden. We're tending the the tree, getting the nourishment that we that we need, and understanding how God is leading and moving through us, and we're more alert to those things. So that's awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks, Jeff. You bet, Dan, and I'm gonna be looking forward to self-control
1: on week nine. Yeah, we
0: got a few weeks. I got I got some work to do between now and then. We'll, we'll just let's start with joy and see how we get through joy. I know Lindsay's gonna lead as well. I think she will too. All right, thank you, Jeff. All right, Dan, it was fun closing the distance. I'll uh, yep. see you soon. All right.